Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome back to Answering Questions from Reddit, and welcome back to Mental Health Casual. Hope you guys enjoyed my mental health chat with Ben Winter yesterday, author of the book, What to Expect When Having Expectations. I always, it's always a mouthful whenever I have to say that whole book name. Uh, <laughs> I've said it wrong so many times, so it is, uh, it's good to have it right on the first time. Anyway, let's go over to the social anxiety subreddit. And, you know, just a reminder to everybody, I, I feel like I should, shouldn't have to put these, but you know, just in case, you know, listen, I'm not a professional. I just kind of, uh, you know, it's just me giving my own personal take on a lot of this stuff. And even though I have experience with some of these things, it doesn't always mean that I'm always the right way of doing, uh, of doing anything. So, all right. It doesn't mean I have all the answers for doing things. So, you know, whatever works for you works for you. Uh, but you know, I, I just like to give my own opinions on these and I, I learned a lot from these. This is why, even though this is one of my like worst, uh, in terms, uh, worst podcast in terms of, you know, downloads and all that stuff. It doesn't really matter to me just because I learn so much from each interaction that it's almost like I'm compiling, compiling all this data up inside of me to make it so, so that eventually I can have like some, I mean, I, it'll still be anecdotal evidence. It won't be you know, statistical data or anything like that, but it does help me out to kind of figure out um, exactly you know, what, what some of the main factors are, because, you know, a lot of these people have the same, uh, the same worries and, you know, the same, you know, same things as me, but maybe the same things as other people that I hear on Reddit. So it's always good to, you know, kind of compare and contrast those things. But let's go into the first post here. I hate waking up. I hate waking up in the morning or afternoon, whenever, knowing that I have nothing meaningful to do and I've wasted my life and that I've wasted my life and potential so far, and that I probably will continue for the, to for the rest of my life. I hate knowing that my friends have moved on from me. I hate that I'm so debilitated by mental illness that all I can do is watch the world pass me by whilst I'm still stuck in the exact same position in life that I was a child, that I was as a child. The isolation and hopelessness is destroying my soul. Most of the time I think about just ending it all, but I don't want to die. I want to live and enjoy my life. I feel like I'm bound by unbreakable chains. Yeah, so this is, you know, <laughs> I feel like a broken record right now, but, you know, community is going to be the biggest part of what you're doing, right? Like, people think that communities are brought to you, right? You know, that, you know, oh, since my mom did this, like, now I can build a community and stuff. A lot of times you have to figure out how to build your own community. That's going to be the real key part of you not feeling as lonely as you are, Uh Grant, I for some reason I thought I was reading the Forever Alone subreddit. I, I forgot we were on social anxiety for a second. But the thing about social anxiety, it doesn't get better with stagnation. You have to go out and talk to people. You have to get out of your comfort zone a little bit. And whatever that may be, it doesn't have to go, it doesn't have to be like an immediate thing. You don't have to like, you know, oh, I signed up for uh <laughs> I signed up to give a presentation at some fucking place. No, it doesn't have to be anything crazy like that. All it has to do is just like starting a conversation with somebody on the street. Just little things like that. It doesn't have to be crazy. So anyway, let's go over to the next uh, one. And, you know, listen, you will definitely find your why. I, I guarantee it as long as you stay alive. I feel like we are often more empathetic than regular people because a lot of us worry so much about what people think and try not to look weird or make other people uncomfortable. We often end up being very empathetic. It's not all bad. Yeah, well, the, the bad part of that empathy, uh, the empathy part is that you start to feel other people's pain. When you start to feel other people's pain, you get it mistaken and this happened to me you get you get uh it mistaken for your own pain excuse me and that can be really tough because when you're thinking about uh when you're when you're thinking about you know like oh man i 
you know, that person is in so much pain and then you start to feel for them. That can be very tough because all of a sudden you're not feeling, you're feeling somebody else's pain and along with your own pain. So you kind of forget about your own pain. You forget to work on your own pain, you know, the thing that's actually in your control and you try and work on somebody else's pain, which is outside of your control, right? It, it doesn't, it do, you know, just because you feel somebody's pain and you're there to help them does not mean that they're going to want to get better. It doesn't mean that they're going to get better. Uh, but depending on the way that your mindset is, you could get better. So, you know, the empathy and the other part of that empathy is it could be empathy in the wrong place. It makes us very uh, malleable. Well, it makes us also very gullible at the same time, right? If you if you feel somebody's pain through this, you can probably be hustled pretty easily. And you have to be very careful for that as well. So uh, losing my teenage years, I've never been in parties. I have never done crazy adventurous things with my friends because I have no friends all because of my social anxiety. I wonder how the, how those teenage lives and TV series would be in real life. I feel like I am either stuck at six or moved past six, moved past the 60. I've never felt like a teenager in my life. Well, you can't really look at your teenage, your teenage years, uh, the same as somebody who is living it on TV. And this, this is a big problem with media and all that kind of stuff. I mean, this is where I was talking about, you know, if we remember, I think I was on the addiction subreddit or uh, Al-Anon or something like that. I can't remember exactly what it was one of the addiction subreddits, but you know, the problem with glorifying things is that you make them seem normal. The problem is you'll find in, in the world is that either those things aren't normal or they weren't normal before you glorified them. And that could be a number of different things, right? It could be maybe we didn't feel as great about this. So maybe, now that it's being glorified, it's an open conversation. Now people who want to do those things can go out and do those things. Okay, nothing wrong with that. But uh, I think that you have to you have to get past the the comparison part of things. Listen, I don't mind if you listen to statistical data and all that kind of stuff. But if you're going based off your own emotion and then you start comparing yourself to certain other people or anything, that can be very dangerous. Because once you start comparing yourself based off of emotion – you start to think, you know, very subjective thoughts. Oh, I could have this. I could have had this if I'd done this. I could have done this. I could, you know, instead of thinking it in a more rational sense of, hey, listen, listen, I'm not where I want to be right now. What can I do to get out of this hole or funk or whatever you want to say, right? You have to think about it in that sense as well. Uh, let's see here. Uh, to all the men at the sub. Living with social anxiety is especially hard for men, as for a man feeling fear is synonymous with being weak. That is not to say it doesn't affect women as much. It certainly does. But there is a certain stigma that can cause the feelings of worthlessness and depression that has been placed on men for having the mental illness, uh, especially when it comes to dating and being unable to find a partner. I want you to know that you're not weak and you don't have to hide your way your feelings. Don't be afraid to discuss your problems with your buddies, family or a therapist. If you need help with dating advice, know that, then know that our sub is always welcoming and a safe place to help in that regards. Uh, this is this is a serious condition and can be incredibly crippling when you when men are stigmatized to be unable to discuss it with each other and or to open up about it. It has led to an influx of male suicides globally. Be safe. We're all here for you. Um, yeah, so I mean, it kind of seems like this guy is basically trying to get you into his, by the way, his subreddit is called uh, Dating Advice for Men Seeking Women cool that's awesome uh i like that you're that you're uh you're trying to do that um but going back to the the weak part right the the weak part to me right when if you're truly weak then that means you want to stay at the bottom that means you want to stay down when you are down that's the problem 
with with you know labeling somebody as a loser if they're trying right uh somebody one of my cousins put this up on facebook and they were like you know hey don't make fun of somebody that's fat that's going to the gym that means they're trying and i totally agree with that now granted i just say i just say an underhanded joke but saying like oh but if they're in a buffet then go ahead and make fun of them all they want because then they just gave up but that's true right like if they're if they're going to the gym and they're fat then they're trying right and same thing with social anxiety like if you're trying to go out and you're awkward then you're trying you know, it, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to be, it, it doesn't have to be like this thing where we try and push people down just because they're trying to be social and they just fucking suck at it. Right. Like social skills are one of, um, hmm, uh, I think, I mean, I think it's pretty universal, universal. That's pretty universal for any skill that you, you do. You need to practice it. And in order to practice it, you need to be in the situation that is, that exposes you to the most uh, stimuli for growth which for social uh, anxiety or for any type of social skill, it is to be out in social circles, to be in, to be out in a social situation, which is really tough because then it's, it's you know, it's a uh, trial by fire at that point. So let's go over to the next one. If there's one thing I recommend most, it's CBT. CBT or cognitive behavioral therapy is a fancy name for essentially finding and, fi- and fixing any negative thought par- patterns. It's been used and empirically proven to work from the 1960s to treat depression and all kinds of anxiety and can all be done by simply reading a book. The only challenge is to really apply yourself to your to the theory and exercises. The book I recommend is called Teach Yourself Cognitive Behavioral Therapy, Techniques to Improve Your Life. And I can't stress enough how much this has helped me to overcome social anxiety. Feel free to ask me any questions in the comments. That's good. I, I think that CBT definitely does work. Now, I'm starting to question whether CBT is the best thing or maybe somatic psychotherapy would be the best thing um i think both of those things would work i don't think they're mutually exclusive i think you can use both of those things and they'd work wonders right because the the somatic psychotherapy is going to focus more on the physical side of you know you know i mean mean, when we think about social anxiety you think about all the things that come with anxiety in general right tensing up the feel feeling of you know just anything like that you have to remember that it's that's that's always a uh, the big part of this, right? Whether you feel nauseous, right? There's a big uh, there's a big correlation between your stomach and your uh, your nervous system. So if you're super nervous, you know you start to get the butterflies. That's where that that whole thing comes from. And so I think focusing on the physical side as well as the rational side of you know or fixing the the mental blocks that you have is good so yeah i mean definitely cbt has helped me um but i think once i started thinking a little bit more in the physical sense right i've never i've never partake partaken in the somatic psychotherapy but from what i hear it does work wonders so yeah definitely uh definitely try either one of those uh you know I, it's all about trying to figure out what's best for you so let's see the next post here excuse me feeling unwanted I always feel annoying in so many interactions in person or online. I feel like I have nothing constructive, interesting, interesting or funny to contribute. This feeling is so powerful, I will withdraw from conversations entirely. I'm terrified of being boring and I get emotional over social rejection. I'm also, I'm always worried about what others think of me and I'm uncomfortable with my own thoughts, words, and feelings. I don't know what to do. Well, I think finding your own identity is going to be the, per, the, the perfect place to start, right? Once you figure out your own identity, you know, this is this is an interesting thing, because I remember I was talking to my friend Paul, who's my co-host on Casual Bros, which Casual Bros is not for everybody, right? It is a show where I talk a lot of shit, and me in particular, right? My friend Paul, Paul does not really want to uh, get into that as much. 
And I started realizing, you know, listen, I, I, I'm just so comfortable in what I'm doing right now that it really doesn't matter to me, you know, that I am that, you know, I'm t- sometimes I'm talking out of my ass. Like, let, let's be real here. I, I talk for, I can't even tell you how many hours a week, uh, you know, on average, what is it? Two a day. So I, almost about like maybe like 40 to 50 minutes a day and then adding that. So that's already like 350 minutes a week. Um, add that to whatever videos I have out and all that kind of shit. I mean, it gets it gets to the point where I, I'm talking a lot. So, you know, for me to just say like, oh, yeah, like I I'm it's gotten to the point where I say so much shit that I, I can't be embarrassed about all of it or else I go fucking crazy. So I've just talked so much that I don't, it doesn't bother me that I am, or sorry, it doesn't, it doesn't really click with me that there is a consequence, which is bad and good at the same time, right? Like I don't, uh, it makes me feel like a honey badger in some ways, but then, you know, you also realize that your words can hurt people and I don't ever, uh, I don't ever want to feel like, I don't ever want to make people feel like that, but I also think that when I am talking about, you know, certain sensitive subjects, I kind of go pretty hard on them. So, you know, when I am, but I also know who I am and who I'm not. So I think that sense of why, I think that sense of who you are is integral in being the best you in social situations, because then you don't have to put on different masks every single time you, you meet somebody. It's just like, Oh, here is this. Like, I'll give you an example, right? I was at, uh, I was at church the other day and one of my pastors said, figured out my, about my podcast because I, I told another pastor about it and you know they were asking me like oh yeah what what it you know what is that like a was that what got you into that and I told them my uh, you know a little bit of my story about being hospitalized and stuff and like to this point like it doesn't no no part of like I, I've never been ashamed of that it's just it's it's a part of who I am it's not really you know and I've never felt complete shame over it it's just something that happens and so you know as you start to go into you know, things like, you know, content creation and stuff, you start to realize kind of who you are and what you, you know, I think that's why that's what people want is they want who you are to be reflected in whatever media you're doing, like in anime, right? What are my authentic thoughts about this anime? What are, what do I, what am I thinking about in this? You know, it's certain things like that. But anyway, let's go over to the next uh, post here in too deep. Sorry. I'm just thinking about that freaking some 41 song. Uh, it's just a cycle of getting sober for a couple of months, then like clockwork, it's like a switch of, oh yeah, well that's why I get high. I hate everyone, my boss, my friends, my family, but I love them all so much. They do, they do so much for me, and they're all amazing people that I couldn't go without. But then, but they drive me insane. The stress they all cause me is uh, mind frying, or maybe it's just me driving myself down this downward spiral. Most likely, then why don't, uh, then why don't I just remove myself from the equation? I recognize that I am causing all my problems, but I cannot stop. Only drugs and alcohol numb the hurting. But even that has stopped working. All substances at my convenient are all substances at my convenient disposal. I have completely exhausted. I'm in too deep. I feel like I'm dying every day. Life is pain. Therefore, death is must be bliss. Um, so since they put this in the social anxiety subreddit, I'm going to assume that social anxiety is one thing that is uh, contributing to this. And when we're talking about, uh, sorry, excuse me, when we're talking about you know addiction, all this stuff. You'll find that alcohol addiction and social anxiety go together pretty well because typically when you're drinking alcohol, you don't feel nearly as anxious in uh, in most of your 
social situations. And so it can be really tough to, to deal with that because as you go along in life, you start to think, oh, yeah, like I, I, like I'm, dude, I'm the life of the party when I'm drunk. And so once you get that trigger, that initial trigger of confidence, you start to think, oh, since I, since this gives me confidence, this is good. And you don't, you equate good with confidence. Good and confidence don't always correlate, right? Even, even in the, the, the like the most, uh, sorry, the least confident points of my life, you know, I have found success. And you have to think about that as you're going along, because the minute you only settle for the, the feeling of confidence, uh, you forget that just because you're confident doesn't mean you're going to succeed. You know, there are there are many, many fighters where they say, oh, yeah, I'm super confident. I'm super confident. And maybe they are, man. But then what about the other fighter? Right. Oh, I'm really confident. I'm really confident. Well, both of you aren't going to walk out of the cage winner unless it's a draw. And that's very unlikely in MMA, especially. So when we're talking about, you know, confidence, it only gets you so far. Right. So you have to be really careful to. Um, to make sure that you're not just taking something for the confidence boost. You have to, you have to think about the performance aspect of it as, as well. So, um, let's see, uh, this is a little bit of a long one. How much more time? Uh, you know, I got a couple minutes. Let's try this one. How to get rid of social anxiety or at least get better. How to get rid of social anxiety or whatever is, uh, is I have and don't wake up anxious almost every day. I'm really frustrated and anxious, of course, because I feel stuck. But social anxiety for at least half my life. I'm 32 now, so more than 15 years, and I still feel social anxiety has a tight grip on my life. For me, it started in my teenage years and got increasingly worse. Excuse me. I was even hospitalized for almost a year because of my uh, social anxiety, depression, and got a lot of medication and therapy. Today, I'm 32, have a wife, my a little daughter, a few friends, but mostly through my wife. I'm almost drug-free and can lead a seemingly normal life. Awesome. Still, I struggle almost every day with my social anxiety. I have a severe f fear of public speaking, meetings over Zoom included each day i wake up and i don't feel content or energetic but exhausted and anxious i have such a hard time in, uh maintaining social contracts even writing social media uh media messages take takes ages and because i overthink everything generally i worry so much that i often limit myself to not be too loud or stand out in any way even at home so no one notices me i don't want to spend the next one or two decades being like this i want to get better and learn to not give a fuck i want a happy life and meaningful social inter uh, contacts um, and I don't want to overthink everything and be obnoxious. All, or, sorry, be obnoxious. <laughs> that was a bad way to say that. To be anxious all the time. So do you have any suggestion how to, uh, how to achieve this? I know it takes a lot of hard work and I'm willing to put in the effort. Are there online classes or courses where you can learn better social skills, improve your small talks, skills, learn how to maintain social contracts, uh, and maybe even learn public speaking? If it, you have any other advice for me, please let me know. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different ways, right? Uh, well, the fact that you have a, a wife and a daughter, that's awesome, right? That's step one right there. You need to be thankful for what you have. That is that is amazing, especially for somebody with, with you know, who seems like they have pretty severe social anxiety. Sorry if you heard me crack my knuckles on there. Um, but um, when we're talking about anxiety, we have to talk about the, we have to talk about it in a, because there's no like get get rid of it quick scheme that we can say, right? Uh, there is only alleviating the sensation that is left by anxiety. There is, um, you know, and there might be, right? If, if you are one of those people who just, like, there's just one thing in your life and you change that, it could change things. I, I don't know, you know? 
whatever that may be. Maybe you're in a different situation now. Oh, all of a sudden you're seeing a lot better. You know, there are definitely people like that, but you have to think about just trying to alleviate things. So like for me, ever since I've been exposing myself in terms of content creation, it has made it so much easier when I'm actually talking to people because now I'm like, oh, well, this isn't on camera. This is this is great. Like, you know, I don't have to worry about exactly what I'm saying. And even, you know, not that I completely worry about what I'm saying on, on my social, um, excuse me, on my uh, content or anything like that. But at the same time, I do start to get to the point where I'm like, oh, you know, when I'm talking to people in real life, I'm like, oh, I don't have to worry about this coming back it's, uh, to bite me in the ass as much because, you know, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm off camera, I'm off script. And, you know, I don't have to worry about the fact that, you know, I'm looking at the recording thing, it's been 20 minutes or whatever. You know, I don't have to worry about the fact, oh, I said obnoxious instead of anxious. There's so many different things there. And, you know, practice, practice, practice is all I have to say uh, about this. So um, now w waking up with anxiety is very different. I, it, may, it probably means that you have something to work on. I, I always take signs from my body, whenever it be a dream or anything like that, as something that I need to work on, you know, and getting a dream journal would probably be the best thing for you. Granted, I am probably I'm pretty hypocritical in saying this because I keep saying that I got to take a dream. I got to do a dream journal and I never do a dream journal. I just I'd never do it. I always forget. I'm like, oh, shoot. And, you know, but especially if you're if you're having trouble waking up with anxiety, probably getting a dream journal would work out pretty well for you. Uh, last thing I'd probably just say is to work on the, the your physical side. I don't know what kind of exercise you're getting. Are you walking? Are you able to, you know, or just getting some breathing techniques in every day. Like every time I start to freak out, I'm all, I always do the, the EMDR thing where I look left, right, really as rapidly as I can. And then take my, take a hold of my breath. I focus on things that are in my control. My breathing is within my control. My eyes are within my control. Those are all, those are all things within my control. And, but your thoughts are not always in your control. So you have to be very careful about trying to control your thoughts or trying to th this notion that you can, change the way you think just by thinking harder or anything like that it will it's very unlikely to work so uh good luck with that uh happy to hear that you have a family and all that stuff but anyway don't forget to guys that you can check out all things casual in the link tree in the description box down below also if you'd like to email me you can email me at mentalhealthcasual at gmail.com also have a uh a link to the subreddit in the description box down below if you'd like to become part of the social anxiety subreddit but as always guys don't forget to keep it casual